Hey y'all, this is Julia Hatfield and you're listening to the California Country Show. Hey y'all, it's just Dave from the California Country Show podcast. Welcome back to episode two of Trailblazers, Women in Country Music. If you're joining us for the very first time because some publicity came out to you, thank you so much. Welcome. I encourage you to listen to this great interview I've got with Julia Hatfield and then go further, deeper into the last week's episode. And at the end of the show, I'll have some more information about what other episodes you can carry. Now, contrary to popular belief, this is not the radio show. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, I'll check out your radio show whenever I get there. We have a radio show, but that airs at certain times. And there are rules about how this works, but basically I make a two-hour radio show where I focus on the music of California, independent artists, a lot of great themes, and that show airs on multiple radio stations during the weekends. And the the way that you can find out how to get a hold of that show is by going to california-country.com. Now, if you've got apps like Radio TuneIn, like a Sonos system that can play it, you can actually add the radio stations to your list of places. And as soon as you know that the show airs, check it out. And what's different about this series than the radio show is here, I can take my time and draw it out. But basically, all I'm saying is I encourage you to go to california-country.com and check out all we've got to offer. There are some shows coming up in the near future that we'll be out and about for. One of those being the California Country Christmas Concert, December 18th at the House of Blues in Anaheim. I'll be broadcasting from that location, which is basically I'll be taking a hard drive down to that location and recording it and playing it later on the radio show for you. Stand by for greatness on that one. Also, January 8th will be our next California Country Show Jam at Cowboy Country in Long Beach. And what we do is we get some friends and some guests Usually the first Monday of every month, but since it's New Year's Day, dude, take a break. Well, Julia Hatfield is a Texas-born singer-songwriter I met when she was making an album in California. I was instantly drawn to her amazing voice, her humble personality, and believe me, you will be too. She's got four top 50 singles on the Texas Red Dirt Radio, years of touring experience under her belt, and she's only in her 20s, so give her a break, man. She's going to get there. (laughs) And a new EP that just released December 3rd called Halfway Here, which I wonder if that's a reference to the fact that this girl drives herself to every gig, gig after gig, state after state, sometimes upwards of 15 hours to get to her destination. That is dedication. So in this podcast, we talk about her accomplishments on the Red Dirt Circuit, winning new female vocalist of the year last year, and what we can learn from the folks on the scene in Texas. And also what those folks can learn from us California folks if they just give us a chance, man. There's a live performance of an original song, and after that I'll have more details on the next three episodes of my amazing series Trailblazers, Women in Country Music. But first, my interview with Julia Hatfield on the California Country Show podcast. Yeah. 
So you drove here then from? From San Antonio. Really? Yeah. How long is that drive to get to Nashville? Almost 14 hours. Yeah. You can do it straight? You can, you can. I did it. No, you don't rent a hotel room on the way or anything like that? Or I, not? I have to, usually on the way back is where I struggle because I'm so exhausted. Mm -hmm. So if I, uh. Keep chugging energy drinks. The next day, I wake up and it's like my immune system is just dead, and I'm sick as a dog. And I, I can't do that this week because I have so many shows. <laughs> you need like a day to recover, though. Yeah, right? but I try better at night. So I was thinking. Oh, me maybe, too. I was like, yeah. maybe I should just like sleep during the day and get there at ten tomorrow morning or something. We used to do drives to like Colorado uh -huh. and you know, New Mexico and a lot of times, you know, especially back in the early days of my band, like everyone had day jobs and mm -hmm. stuff. So we, we would leave at eight yeah. o'clock at night. Yeah. I mean, we, we always have rules, mm -hmm. which driving by yourself, it's a little tougher <laughs> to do this, but you should listen to podcasts. Listen to, listen to my podcast. Yeah, and that'll keep you, you awake. Um, <laughs> I actually, it. <laughs> no, I told, I've been told my voice is actually soothing. might put you to sleep, but, um, and I have nothing to say, but so we would drive and I, the rules are that you have to have a... Um, a co-pilot yeah. that stays awake, right? Yeah. So two dudes are in the back sleeping and mm -hmm. two are in the front and then those yeah. people have to talk to each other. I call it navigator, but yeah. really it's just like somebody's that there to, you know, give you a, uh, some companionship. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was our rules. Was, yeah. But driving there, mm -hmm. you know, all night long, you you got the day. Yeah. Yeah. Just take a nap. And play that night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's nice at night because the traffic's not that bad. And the, going through Memphis and then uh, Dallas, Austin, it's like you can bypass a lot of that if you go ahead and get on the road at night. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking I might make it home a lot sooner if I just go ahead and go. Sometimes I'll drive home by myself after a show and drive for like four and a half hours. And then after a show that ends at 12, and then pack up and then drive home. And so. <laughs> I'm yeah, I mean, at night. <laughs> and you talk about like places in Texas and yeah, stuff. When yeah, yeah, that's just in Texas too. It's pretty spread out, isn't it? It is. It is. San Antonio's down, uh, you know, closer to Mexico, and DFW. I mean, it takes forever to get up there. Mm -hmm. But during the day, it takes you know two more hours than it would at night, just because of traffic. So you hit so many big towns on the way up there. So a lot of times, I go through the hill country and take the extra 30 minutes that ends up, you know, saving time. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, it's such a prettier drive. The interstate just gets old. <laughs> My experience with Texas, like, things are, are very spread out, and the and the scene is, even though it's pretty connected, yeah. it's it's still, I mean, like, you get a, is that just part of living there? Yeah, it's, it's a weird dynamic because it is a connected scene, but at the same time, I mean, you, you'll have a friend who's playing in Houston, and you'll be playing, you know, five hours away, six, seven, eight, depending on <laughs> where you're at. Um, it's it's a tight-knit community, but I think that's only made possible by social media, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you, you can see where everybody's at, and uh, people are commenting and talking about their shows and everything, but uh, really, they're, you know, states away, and... <laughs> Yeah. And and if you look at it that way, I mean, Texas is the size of uh, several countries. 
So. Yeah, glued together. Yeah. yeah but, well, California's a long state too. It's just, yeah. it's just long. It's like right, Tennessee, so. but it's uh, vertical. <laughs> <laughs> it's north to south. Yeah, my uh, my half my family's from East Tennessee, but even like if I were to start driving there now, it would it's 200 miles. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. but yeah. So I was thinking, oh, I'll go over there and visit them, but then I think you know that'll add eight hours to the drive. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if I have it in me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're doing this early in the morning, so we're, yeah. we, you know, this is after a week of Americana uh -huh. Fest shows and things like that. Yeah. Uh, what have you, um, is this your first Americana Fest? It is. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so. then so what, I guess I, when I saw you, you had like a conference badge, right? Yeah. So you're actually attending the conference party. Yeah. I was going to all the panels or trying to make it to all the panels. Thankfully, my mom decided to tag team it with me because there's so many cool things going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't want to miss out on anything important. And so she came just to take notes <laughs> and give them to me. I was <laughs> like, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, so you can be two places at once yep. if you wanted to? Yeah. I'm like, oh, you could just smart. record the session and I'll listen to yeah, it. Yeah, just put the little... Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, we can listen to it on the way home. Yeah, exactly. I did that yesterday. I was in love with one of the panels, and I thought, you know, I should just record this because this is something that I could listen to later on that would be really beneficial. Like a um, TED Talk. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What was uh, it on? Uh, that one was on mental health in the music industry, which really stuck out to me. And what I didn't realize is Nashville's... Uh, at least the Americana scene is becoming a lot more aware and raising awareness about that subject. Because as a, a musician or as an artist, your self-worth gets wrapped up in what you do. And it's constantly put out there to judge. <laughs> and then on top of that, you have the miles and the, you know, the living on the edge as far as expenses go. And just yeah. all the different, the different pressures. And that takes a toll at some point. So they were talking about how... Um, over 70% of artists are actually depressed. I can and, see that. And, I mean, I'm trying to make it, I say make it, I think everybody determines what success is to them. So whatever making it is is, mm -hmm. <laughs> is uh, specific to each artist. But well, there could be an illusion of making it. Yeah. Like, like some can say on the surface, mm -hmm. if you're wise with your social media posts, wow, congratulations, yeah. you've done it. Yeah. And you're just like, man, I, I mean, I, I did that gig, sure. Yeah. But mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. What other people see isn't always uh, the way that you see it. <laughs> no, no, the reality hits you hard. And, and you know, you're right, because, you know, mental health, you know, recent, you know, just, I mean, you know, I guess pills and mm -hmm. overdoses or just, you know, yeah. either suicide or just the fact that they're just, you know, without that stage, some people are just mm -hmm. miserable. <laughs> yeah. And they forget to love what they do. I mean, mm. the reason that we, we are musicians, I mean, nobody in their right, right mind would do this on purpose. <laughs> and so to think that they're losing that love, I mean, that's really the only reason to chase a dream that, you know, the world is telling you you will never have. I mean, you really have to be passionate about it to get shot down so much. Right. Um, and I mean, so, rejection is the job, basically. Yeah. Once you get there, you find out that out. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much... Yeah. And so to lose the love of it, I mean, I could see how that would... I mean, I've, I've been in times where I've had to remind myself that it's not all about the business side. Uh, Jason Eady 
is one of my favorite artists, and he gave me some really good advice years ago. He said it has to be 50-50. So you have the business side and you have the artist side. Interestingly enough, the beginning of 2018, that uh, first several months of that year were just hard, hard months. Um, I knew that I needed to make a change, and I won a new female vocalist of the year. Yeah, that and great, yeah. that was in yeah in, in Texas radio market, and uh, you know at that time, you'd think I would be so happy and uh, that I would think things were going well, but I just knew something was wrong. And I took that time to go out to LA. It ended up kind of living part time there uh, last year, and that was some of those the most fruitful time of my career, just being able to go out there and uh, be an artist and not. Mm-hmm not focus too much on the business side. I mean, I had to maintain it to some degree, but I realized, you know, it's worth taking the time to get back to a healthy place. I don't want to keep pushing myself in a direction I don't want to go. Yeah. And if I have an opportunity to slow down um, and bite the bullet and just (laughs) force myself to take a little uh, break, and I say break, actually be an artist. Yeah. um, that it would be worth it, and it really it gave me the, the headspace to change my career and point it in a direction that I'm so much happier with. Yeah, that's harder for me to keep the business side away from things because yeah. I'm constantly, you know, I mean, even with the show that I had yesterday, mm-hmm. like, I have not touched the social media yet, yeah. but I know I have to. Mm-hmm. I know I have to go post and follow that up and, yeah. and you know prove that I was there sort of exactly. thing you know or wrap it up if you don't post it it didn't happen it didn't happen yeah, yeah. and it's just that, that can be frustrating for someone who just thinks like right now I'm extremely inspired mm-hmm. and I want to go yeah you know write a song right, yep. or you know just kind of like plan a little bit more of like what I want to do mm-hmm. collaborate something creative but I know my plane ride's going to be sent you know yeah. Yeah. putting pictures together and, and all that stuff like that mm-hmm. so I, I thought it was funny the other day that you said, "Oh yeah, I'm an artist too." When <laughs> Oh yeah. When I was talking about, you know, you as an artist because you wear so many different hats and I think that's what people a lot of people don't realize about uh, I guess self-employed artists, people who are independent who choose that hard route. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that you have to wear so many different hats. Oh yeah. And uh, it's hard to balance that. And that's something I found going out to California helped me just be in a different space. Um, It allowed me to leave the business side in Texas for a little bit. Yeah. And then come to California and be like, this is my creative space. And so now I just wake up every day and think about wanting to be in California. (laughs) (laughs) From a chair in the back, I watch as they dance. And everyone in this place who's found love It feels like a knife right through my soul I'm a hopeless romantic with no one to hold On a cold city sidewalk with California, like I feel like in some towns, and Nashville kind of being one of them, like you do have to have an identity of who yeah. you are as yeah. a person, as an artist. I feel like California is just a little more forgiving yeah. about saying, well, I'm doing this and this and this. Like I'm pursuing mm-hmm. or trying to do these multiple things. Like you could be 
kind of a, a you know a renaissance mm -hmm. person. A jack of all trades. You can't. Well, it, it's kind of that's what you have to be to, to survive yeah. out there. Yeah. Uh, it's just so expensive, but out there, out here, I guess. Well, you know, <laughs> out there. We're in Tennessee we're, right yeah, now, so yeah, 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 way out there. <laughs> so it, that that that's actually a really good point. Like you can kind of explore those mm -hmm. options as possible paths. Yeah, definitely. You know? And you get to be in a, a space where you just have a bunch of creative people that you're surrounded by. And mm -hmm. when I was watching y'all's show yesterday. Oh yeah, how did I, that, do, do, was oh it? Oh my gosh, I loved it. You could. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I ended up having to leave. I was there for a couple hours, but I ended up walking back to the music center. Oh yeah. That was a long walk. I decided to wear the high heel boots yesterday and that was a, a poor decision on yeah, my part. <laughs> But yeah, the show was terrific. I posted a video of y'all on my story. I feel like in Texas, I don't want to be bad-mouthing Texas. Texas is my home. It's my bread and butter. I, I love it very much. I love the independent spirit about it. But Texans can be very uh, prideful <laughs> in the sense that... I know that uh, about them. Yeah, yeah, which is it, it's cool. But at the same time, it's like, you know, other people have things to offer that maybe aren't from Texas. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, just what came to mind when I typed it up on the video was you don't you know California if you think you know California you don't mm -hmm. um, because I listen to y'all and I, I see so many artists in Texas and man if anybody hears this from Texas they're gonna throw a fit but don't worry it's only over the internet <laughs> oh, okay yeah I feel better now <laughs> um, just the musicianship the showmanship um, and the heart behind it. Just to think how far that y'all came to do that show. Mm -hmm. And you could feel the soul in it and the passion. And you have people in Texas who just run themselves into the ground playing show after show. And you just don't feel the heart in it anymore. Well, in defense of Texas or what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, the tables have turned here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, here I am. I'm like, California. <laughs> <laughs> no, Texas is great. They gave me a free hat. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I did see a little bit of that. And, and mm -hmm. what you're saying, not the the level of musicianship as much as just like the, the performance. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it was a big deal yeah. for us. There was years ago, they would say to me, I don't think it's valuable for you to say that you're from California. We don't mm -hmm. like that kind of thing out here. Yeah. We're doing, you know, we reject that. And I kind of feel like it's it's more of like for, for California, we've just sort of, and I'm, I'm working hard to make that change as yeah. well. Like come up with like a way for it to be a, a supportive, good exactly. supportive scene. Because I am envious of that supportive scene mm -hmm. uh, out of Texas. Yeah. And then of course how easy it is to kind of jump into songwriter rounds and meet people mm -hmm. and network here. Here's a networking city. It is. LA, spread out as it is. It's still a networking city, but it's so hard sometimes. So, <laughs> there's, do you want a free cab? <laughs> you want a free cab? Yes, I do. Um, it is hard. So yeah, I mean, yeah. like in comparison though. Yeah. But what's life like in, in Texas then? Is, is that scene, um, like how do you, are, are you playing solo? Are you playing with the band? Is there, So. how do you get that stuff together over there? To sum up my, uh, career in Texas thus far. I mean, I've been, I started at a young age, so I've been doing this since I was 15, which I'm very thankful for. Uh, I, I feel like being able to have the experience and to have met all the people I have and to spend the time in the studio performing on the road, just, mm -hmm. just going, going through the motions and, uh, you know, having to 
really work hard um, at a young age. It's given me a perspective that I think it takes a long time for musicians my age to end up having, um, which I try to encourage them, to <laughs> right? Yeah, encourage them to have and try to shine some light on that. But um, so my career started at 15, and I primarily do acoustic shows. I do about 130 a year, hmm. um, and that's all over Texas, but that's also like in California, Nevada, Colorado, Tennessee, a little bit everywhere, um, but primarily it's in Texas. And uh, that's, uh, that's not one of those things that Texas is all that crazy about. I feel like, uh, I say Texas, the red dirt scene is mm-hmm. not that crazy about. Uh, of course, they have their acoustic shows, but as a female doing acoustic shows, it's not very uh, supported hmm. in Texas. And, uh, and I don't know if that's even the right way of putting it. Texas, it's just different from what they're used to it, seeing? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's very different. Texas is a guy's club, and once again, this is going to be on the internet, and I, I hope <laughs> I don't... You'd, Make no. anybody too mad. You know, I, I kind of hope I do make them a little. <laughs> well, I mean, people need to be challenged, and they yeah. need to hear it from someone yeah. who is, you know, intelligent and present it the right way. Well, thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll be on the show next time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to get them. Yeah, yeah, uh, if you find them. So, it, I have released four singles to Texas Red Dirt Radio, and the scene just presents itself in a way where if you go up to any fan in Red Dirt, I say any fan, most fans, and ask, can you name one female artist in this scene? It's like a light goes off in their head. They're like, no, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. And I see from the female side the girls who work ten times harder and who are being told every day by radio, by, by venues, that, you know, females just aren't successful. And so they don't support them like they do the guys. Does it mean like they don't sell basically product or is yeah. it... Yeah, uh, they don't get paid as much. They don't get the opportunities that the, the guys do. I mean, you'll have, a say, a guy and a girl artist who start off at the same time. And almost always, in fact, I cannot think of another example uh, or an example of this not happening. The guy will take off just because he's sings a Merle Haggard song that's three chords, and all of a sudden, you know, he's able to make money just right. because. You'll have a girl who will sing just her heart out, work ten times as hard, be a far better instrumentalist and showman um, or showwoman, <laughs> and uh, they just get passed over and. I'm tired of that in the Texas scene. I'd, mm. I'd, I'd had enough. We were told that we we're supposed to be quiet, you know? It, it, it's just, Texas makes itself out to be that if you work hard enough, you'll be successful. But as a female, it's just not true. Um, wow. You, you have a limit to your success. And so many women, myself included, have tried to challenge that and try to break that mold. But after winning New Female Vocalist of the Year last year, I just, uh, I realized, you know, this this looks great, but as far as what it means to my career, it doesn't mean much. Yeah. It carries no weight in stepping forward. And so that's when I decided to take a step back and really just evaluate, you know, what I want out of my career. And Americana had come up so much over the years and I had just thought, no, that's, um, I need to do the country thing. I need to do the country thing. Sure, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
and, uh, and not saying Americana isn't highly uh, influenced by country, but all along I've been an Americana artist and I just thought I knew what I needed to do and pushed it as much as I could and then came to a dead end and realized, you know, I should have. As much as I appreciate the work I've put in here, it's time to change the way that I look at this. Yeah. It's been, after I let go, the the results have just been unbelievable. I'm so much happier. <laughs> I'm in such a better place uh, mentally. Um, and then opportunity-wise, being a part of a scene uh, that is, uh, it, it, they don't see gender <laughs> as a, as a, uh, a selling point. <laughs> it's actually being celebrated more right now than yeah. it ever has been. That's, that's it's been huge. very refreshing at Americana Fest this year to see that there are people out there who believe in just artists. I always said I was one of the guys because I didn't, I didn't want to be one of, one of the girls. Hmm. <laughs> And I, I regret that um, because I I am one of the girls. I'm not a girly girl by any means, but uh, I'm just an artist. Yeah. Like I don't want to be seen as you're a female. So this is these are your options. Um, I want to see be seen as you're an artist. So just do the dang thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like your music. Mm -hmm. You're a great singer. Yeah. That should be enough. Yeah. Right. If you work your butt off. Yeah. I mean. It, it's been encouraging. It's been very encouraging coming here this week. And I love Texas, don't get me wrong. I'm a first-generation Texan. I love the independent spirit about it, but I do think that they have allowed themselves to go to a, an area where it's become about money more than music, which, I mean, naturally, that's going to happen in any scene. It's yeah. constant work to keep it from, from falling into that. But girls are so competitive, um, and I am not competitive. Mm -hmm. And that's that's kind of been a struggle for me. I've I've shied away from the other girls because it, it just seems like they have such a competitive nature that I don't I don't have. I just want to create and work hard and make really good music. And somebody at the conference at one of the panels made a good point this week. They said, you know, a lot of girls are seen as backstabbing competitive girls when really there's one slot for them among 50 guys. And that's their one chance. Yeah. And so it creates this this air of competitiveness that really has been harmful to the relationships between female artists. So to see people like Brandy Carlisle and you know just just people who support women and champion them. <laughs> uh, and I don't want to start coming off as somebody who's like on the in the girls' club because really that's the last thing I want. I want it to just be the artist club. Right. Huh. Um, I get tired of people who get too much, oh, it's the girls club, the girls are this, that, or the other, better, need to be, need to be seen more. I'm like, in actuality, what we want is to be seen as artists like anybody else and not seen as uh, basically anything else. We just want to be seen as artists. Yeah. You're not mm -hmm. angrily making a statement. Yeah. You're, you know, you're not trying to buck the system just for the sake of bucking the system. Yeah. You know, you can have funky it's hair. It's too much effort. <laughs> yeah, no, it's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got other stuff to do. I, don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, I, I keep it positive. I, I try to, like, you know, 
sort of more lift up my scene. Yeah, exactly. But at the beginning, it was almost making a statement like, you know, we're not talking to each other. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not communicating with each other. We're against each other right now. I don't like this feeling. Yeah. You know, I, instead of leaving my scene, I, I tried, I seeked, seeked. Is that the past tense? <laughs> suck. I, I, I suck. I, I saw it. Saw it. I saw it. Yeah, saw it. <laughs> <laughs> to improve it, you know, like how can I enhance mm -hmm. or support what's going on? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of that here too. Like I've run yeah. into so many people that have, you know, pet projects or labels that are, you know, specifically artists are forming their own labels mm -hmm. that, that are made. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is that I'm doing what I thought that I wish were done for me yeah. when I was yeah. you know, younger and more marketable. But, um, and, and it's nice to see that mm -hmm. we're, we're a long way from that being totally equal, yeah. but you know, yeah. we're, we're getting there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this scene, and, especially when it's actually happening. Yeah. And the fact that, and I've always been one of those people who's kept quiet about, I don't want to cry girl <laughs> Yeah. and just blame everything on that. Cause I just, I don't like that. I'm not about it at all. I just cry artist. <laughs> yeah. That's so I never want anyone to think of me as oh yeah, she's she's Miss Girl Club. Like every guy is out to <laughs> Right. To to get her. I'm like, no, that's that's not the case at all. It's just you wanna be seen as an artist. You wanna be uh seen for the value that you have and the work that you put in and not be told as you're you know, giving your heart and soul to something that um you're a girl, so you don't. You, this is this is your spot, and you don't need to. You don't need to uh, rock the boat. I'm like I, I'm an artist. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough enough. Yeah, I'm just an <laughs> artist. Like, <laughs> like I'm not even a girly girl. I don't even. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So I, uh, it's been encouraging, especially to see the guys too. In the Texas scene, they'll say, "Yeah, it's hard for girls," and they'll leave it at that. And I mean, not all of the the male artists are like that, but here, the guys see the girls for what they are. They're, mm -hmm. just, they're artists. And to travel so much by myself and perform so many shows um, and run a business, I just I have a lot of alone time, especially being someone who does acoustic shows more than full band, who drives <laughs> all the time. I overthink things and, and given a lot of time to, to do so. I see that there is an area of music now in a genre and a culture that I can be a part of and bring things to the table that people see as, you know, valuable things. I didn't know I loved you this much Thought I was fine by myself but now that I'm here, I long for your touch I didn't know I loved you this much Never thought I'd want you till now i
So what was starting off at 15 playing shows like? I mean, you're very, uh, I mean, you're, you're still young, but I mean, this is all unique and mm -hmm. strange and weird and men are weird and you know, and, you know, I mean, <laughs> was it like your mom taking you to shows? How did this start? I'm the black sheep of the family in the sense that um, I am the artsy entertainer. I, I have one sibling who is the greatest thing in my life. We're, we're, we're like twins. <laughs> we could not be more different. He, uh, I say that, that Jake, my brother, got the brains and I got the rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> He's, you know, this, this uh, highly, highly intelligent young man and I'm, uh, I'm the one who plays guitar. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was just surrounded by a lot of good music because although my parents weren't necessarily musical they made sure um, from even the, before I was born my mom tells stories of turning up disco and funk in the car and uh, she said her stomach would just start to move like I was dancing <laughs> and I I just always been surrounded by amazing music and I'm very thankful that my parents made sure of that and that they saw this was this was something that was at the core of who I was. Um, and so I asked my mom when I was five, I said, I want to play guitar. And she said, well, it'll take two years of piano um, just to learn the theory. I took eight years of piano mm -hmm. and uh, mul had multiple teachers throughout those eight years. And finally, one of them walked out of class one day and went up to my mom and said, Julia doesn't know how to read music. And... That made absolutely no sense to my mom, who'd been bringing me to my lessons for eight years. <laughs> and uh, she said, that, that makes absolutely no sense. He said, it does. She's been playing by ear. Mm. She hasn't been reading the music. She's just, she's just playing it. <laughs> and uh, that was a very dark day at the Hatfield house. <laughs> After eight years of lessons, me not being uh, as good at theory as I had uh, played it off to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> But then, after the fact, um, as I started picking up a guitar around 13, 14, and learning a lot of theory over again, I, I would not trade those grueling eight years of faking playing what I was reading off of a page <laughs> for anything, because my ear is one of my best assets. And uh, it's allowed me to understand music to a whole new level that I, in a way that my brain works. Mm -hmm. and I'll have I'll forever have uh, people approach me at shows saying, "Oh, my six-year-old daughter or son is about to start taking piano," and I just warn them. I say, "You're going to go to a teacher who's probably going to tell you that theory comes first, and if that's not the way that your child naturally learns, mm -hmm. don't do it." I said, "Find the teacher that works for them, because a lot of people end up hating it, and I did. I hated piano." It's my favorite instrument now because I'm able to play it the way that I, I feel it. And so when it comes to those brains that work better with theory, go for it, you know. Have the teacher that just drills it into you, but if not, find the person that inspires your child to learn the way that they, they need to learn um, so they can actually love it. But yeah, that's, that's my story of coming up uh, at a young age 
being surrounded by music. My mom, <laughs> she would uh, take me, uh, we'd go to a town where there were multiple venues or places I could play and I would be in the car and she would pull up to one of the venues that we had on our list and I would go in and I'd say, hi, my name's Julia, can I play here on Friday? <laughs> and this was at 15. And usually they'd say yes just because they were shocked. <laughs> but I was, I was so bold. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's how I got my start. And I, still to this day, I'll go to a venue and talk to somebody and you know, See, that's how I make my yeah, connections. I feel the same way. I put a list together when I have time. Mm-hmm. And I say, it's, it's a house call. Yeah. I make house calls. Yeah. If I email someone, very impersonal. I mean, official, mm-hmm. but impersonal. Mm-hmm. And if I call and say, hi, so-and-so recommended me. If, if Referral's the number one way to do this. Mm-hmm. Somebody Yo, says, yes. I know of somebody. Mm-hmm. This is great. Most of my business, everybody I've ever hired, you know, they're not from Craigslist. They're from yeah. referrals. Who do yeah. you know? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then house calls. Showing up, shaking hands. Yeah. Letting them know your intentions. Yeah. Uh, it works. It does. It works so much better. Being and personal. Exactly. <laughs> and they're, they're impressed by your... I guess your confidence and realizing that your confidence matches your level of talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some people out there who are very confident <laughs> about what they do. It doesn't exactly match their level of talent, but uh, yeah, they, oh, there's plenty of those on the yeah. scene. Yeah. But when you, you show up, that's, that's something my dad's always said. He said, you know, half of it's just showing up mm-hmm. when you show up and you take the time and you give them a firm handshake, look them in the eye, and tell them, you know, I want to play at your venue. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a sign of respect. I think so, too. I think it's a sign of, that you want a long-term relationship yeah. with this place. Yeah. You know, I'm in it for, mm-hmm. you know, the experience altogether, not necessarily just, hey, how much do you guys pay? Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I showed up. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I love to stick around. And uh, clearly I'll put the work in because I drove all the way <laughs> over here to talk to you. Yeah. I've driven hours and hours to get to venues just to shake somebody's hand and, you know, try and take advantage of that opportunity. I try to do it when I'm in town or at least driving yes, through. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I try to do that. That's that's the goal. Smaller carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I agree, though. I think that the, the art of the house call has been going away mm-hmm. and it, or at least it doesn't exist in this sort of business, yeah. maybe in other businesses and mm-hmm. things like that. But we're so disconnected yep. from the internet as much as it's efficient and it, and it works, you know, to what it is. I mean, I was just saying to someone else, like, you know, like just having a mailer mm-hmm. to send to someone of, of like your shows written on a postcard yeah. is probably nowadays mm-hmm. 20 times more effective than, than all the Facebook posts. Yeah. You put out there. Yeah. I think just be that idea of like physical, tangible goods, mm-hmm. and solid handshake re- and thoughtfulness. Yeah, yeah. That's, you're right. It is respect. I, I've always been a huge fan of even outside of music, writing people notes or letters, just reminding them how important they are in my life or encouraging them because to me that that means more than anything that someone would take that time and that thought and put behind it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't tell many people this, but every time I leave a, a hotel that I'm staying at on the road, I just leave a thank you note for the maid. <laughs> oh, wow. 
And usually I'll put uh, my faith is really important to me and I'll put a Bible verse on there and just thank them very much for uh, and the, how wonderful the stay was and just move on down the road. And what's so cool about that is leaving a footprint that I'll never see. Mm-hmm. Being able to just encourage somebody or, you know, maybe make their day or shine some, some lighter perspective on their lives. And that's something I'll never see the fruit of, but it's important. I think the the fruit would be, I mean, that sort of energy of positivity, mm-hmm. respect, yeah, only goes to improve things because they'll they'll go on and and, and hopefully mm-hmm. use that, yeah. You know, I mean, they could they just throw it away. You don't know. Yeah, there's there's also yeah. that good. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't get to see them They're throw like, it away. What is this? Goes <laughs> weirdo. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's been plenty. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> is this woman a mass murderer yeah. that just left me this note? Uh-huh. She come, yeah. No. Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. If you could leave someone with a good impression, mm-hmm. a thank you note. I've learned that from a lot from just asking people questions, you yeah. know, like one band taught me that send a thank you note and personal phone call to every radio station that yes. plays your stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I wish I had known that earlier when mm-hmm. I was, you know, starting to release things, but um, it's good to know because yeah. you're right. The, the impression you leave with people is what... Mm-hmm encourages you to have long-term relationships and, and help yeah. them come back yeah and even even more than that coming to the fact that you know why do you do what you do and for me a lot of people they don't even know why they do what they do especially in music but I see people chase careers and have no idea why they're doing it and what it what it means or what what its purpose is but For me, I've always loved people more than I love music. And the day that that changes, I know something's going to be wrong inside of me. I need to take a step back and reevaluate because it's not, as much as we have to focus on ourselves in this business to be successful, we we lose sight of the fact that music is to impact someone else. I have an acting coach who's just one of the dearest people in the world to me, and he's always said that, you know, art, is not your own it's it's somebody else's you can Hmm. paint something write a song and if it's supposed to be for you or to shine a light on you then really you're not giving it as an opportunity for someone else to be inspired or experience it the audience tells the story yeah and so your purpose and your intention behind what you do really is what the story of your life and if we spend all the time trying to figure out, and I'm guilty of this, um, being successful, what it's going to mean for me, my career. There's a lot of me, me, me in that, and it really isn't what music is about, or life's about. That sounds really deep, I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's right. I mean, but you now do this sort of message in public speaking mm-hmm. as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about that. I was uh, diagnosed with anxiety disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder when I was around 13. It had been going on for a while, but I officially got diagnosed at that age, and it's something that I deal with every single day, and it makes what I do just that much harder. And I've always had it in my heart to encourage, especially young people who trying to figure out (laughs) 
so much at, at yeah. that age uh, and just being confused on top of that because they don't have the resources to know what exactly they're dealing with. Um, and so I've got some pretty incredible opportunities that I'm very thankful for uh, to do some public speaking at high schools and colleges um, on that subject using the platform of my music. Um, uh-huh. And that's something that's been on my heart for a long time. I I did a speech in high school that uh, ended up placing nas- nationally in informative speaking that year um, with the league I was in that was on OCD. And that was years ago and people still... <laughs> still come up to me or call me or text me and say, hey, can you please send me that speech? Um, I have a friend who needs to hear it. Um, or I have a child who mm. I think would really benefit from from hearing it. And I realize, you know what? That's important. It's really important. And if I have the opportunity to, to impact someone that way, then, I mean, what, what better way to use your life than to to be a giving person, to inspire people. Um, that's really what I feel like uh, the only reason I'm here. <laughs> that's, yeah. my, that's my favorite word, inspire. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this This is why I'm here on earth, so I might as well go ahead and just get to it. <laughs> but, that's awesome. Well, do you want to play something while we get a shot here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're running out of, I know you got a, actually, you're, you're heading to an appointment right now to talk about public speaking yeah. somewhere. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Probably had about 15 minutes. Yeah, no, it's gonna work out great. I know it. Oh, thanks for getting up early with me too. Oh, I tell you what, I want to do it for my people. <laughs> here's the ama- no. Here's the amazing thing. I've been getting up before my alarm, like uh, oh, this gosh. whole yeah. And and I so I set my alarm at like a reasonable time, so it's like eight o'clock, which is six o'clock California time. And I've been getting up at like seven thirty Nashville time. Oh, gosh. I'm like, yeah, you know, like that. You know, I, I'm like. I'm away from my son. It's not like he's waking me up in the uh-huh. middle of the night. Like, why, yeah. am I, why am I even doing it? So I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, where am I today? <laughs> <laughs> what state? Wait, what where state? am I currently? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, am I grabbing my harmonicas? Is that what I'm doing? Oh, yes. Oh, yes? Oh, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. You're going to... That'll be my favorite thing from this whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with this microphone. This microphone? You know what it reminds me of is the Wizard of Oz. The soldiers on the Wizard of Oz. It reminds me of this. Yeah. yeah. So I put the little red, little, uh-huh. like rubber thing around yeah. it because red's like my power color. It's my mom's favorite color, but me red's too. like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah I'm I, obsessed I think, with red. I mean, I'm mellow, uh-huh. but I, the fire yeah. is in me. So I think yeah. the red is like, you mm-hmm. know, and I even like, my son sleeps in a room and one of the walls is red. And, yeah. and they told me, like, you know, you're going to make him into an angry person because kids need like bright, vibrant colors. And that's like mm-hmm. an angry color. And it's I'm like, my kid's the color. happiest kid. Yeah. And then probably end up being pretty manipulative too. Like, you know, but <laughs> he's so happy. I'm like, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Thank you, know? you Dr. Spock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't have to jam with you. You can just play. Uh, you know? No. You don't have that option. <laughs> I don't have the option. No. Nope. I have to. I'm being forced into no, this. No, you are my favorite harmonica player. Oh, it's good to hear. Thank you. In fact, anytime the term harmonica comes up in the studio and say, oh, so and so can come play harmonica, I'm like, no, it just won't be the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was talking to folks. Uh, thank you for saying that. You said that in front of somebody the other day. Um, but, like, that was my positive thing that happened at, mm-hmm. at this Acme Feed and Seed show yeah, is all these Texans were there, all these like, you mm-hmm. know, Nashvilleans were there 
and uh, and even Californians because these are completely different. They haven't seen me, yeah. And, and they were just like, I had no idea uh-huh. that you played harmonica like that. Yeah. I, I might have embellished a little bit, but uh, but I was feeling good, and yeah. I knew I had four songs to prove myself. Exactly. So, you know. Gotta bring it. You did. Thanks. You did. Appreciate it. I've got it on video. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. I still, anytime uh, I bring up you playing harmonica in the studio or any of my music, musician friends, I've got uh, several videos of you playing in uh, LA. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I guess we met like the summer of 2018 or something. I think so. Um, anyway, so I'll pull up a video and I'll show them and be like, Watch this. <laughs> and it makes me feel so proud. Like, That's all so of great. a sudden, I'm taking credit for it. You're, you're like, I play harmonica. You're like, oh, really? Do you? Yeah, do you, yeah, do you, you, you do? Look at this. <laughs> you're no good. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I want to pretend to be humble, but keep it up, please. Okay. <laughs> so, this was uh, the third single I took to Texas radio. Um, my, my past music has been. I say past music. My last album, EP album, um, was very classic country with a modern twist. Um, and this song, I feel like it's about as country as it gets. So um, it's called Who I Wanted You To Be. Um, it's got a very modern sounding message. Uh, but this made it to number 33 on the chart when I took this out to radio. And the thing that I, I've always appreciated with radio, because I, I love radio. Mm. I absolutely love radio. Um, is that, to me, it doesn't matter how high a song makes it on the chart, it's how long it stays on the chart. Because I think, you know, maybe every station isn't playing it, but those who are, are getting feedback from people who love that song. I'm like, so if they're willing to listen to it over and over for six months? <laughs> I mean, wow, that's that's uh, quite the pat on the back. <laughs> awesome, yeah. I'll come in. Okay. Whenever. Whenever. <laughs> Is there solo room? Your room for solo? We can make that happen. <laughs> oh, we can make that happen. All right, great. All right. <laughs>
Oh my gosh. Ooh, thanks for giving me, oh, give me two solos in there. Oh, when are you moving to Texas? <laughs> I do sessions by internet too. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for being here. That's great. I hope you have time to get to your next thing. And, yeah. Uh, make I want to play another song, but I don't know if we have time. It's going to kill me. That's okay. Cool. Well, next time I'm in LA. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on uh, doing a little mini tour. So. Okay. Yeah. You know, I know people, so... Yeah, I do, um. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it. My interview with Julia Hatfield from San Antonio, Texas. Thank you, Julia, so much for sharing your stories. That was awesome. What did I tell you? You're, you're, you're totally going to dig her. What did I say? Of course. But, you know, women in country music have had a phenomenal year, and I'm so proud to have Julia Hatfield on episode two of the Trailblazers Women in Country Music series. Of course, I'm releasing one every Monday, so make sure you subscribe to the California Country Show podcast so you can hear it first before all those other people out there that randomly just stumbled in. All right, let's do some credits here. The California Country Show podcast is produced by just Dave Bernal. That is me. This episode edited by my friend Devin Pangle. Publicity and socials by Kim Grant and Deb Morrison. Thank you so much, ladies. These wonderful posters that you see out there talking about trailblazers, women in country music, and who's going to be on the podcast this week. Those were done by Lucy Ferry over in Italy. Thank you so much. They're amazing. If you want to check these things out, you need to. You really do. They are on our socials. So look up the California Country Show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the socials at Cal Country Show. Also, I got to give a shout out to Gabriel and Lisa over at Part-Time Websites for keeping up with all the news and changes I've been throwing at them to keep this thing up to date. Of course, check out California-Country.com because I'm so proud of this website. It's got links to all the podcasts, the podcast platforms that the show is on, and the radio stations that play the California Country Radio Show every week. This week on the California Country Radio Show, I'm joined by my friend Daniel Bonte, and we talk about the 6th Annual California Country Christmas Show. The theme is Garth Brooks versus George Strait songs all night long, 24 artists. It's an amazing lineup of musicians and, 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 and singers. It's going to be amazing. It's December 18th at the House of Blues in Anaheim. If you want free tickets, email me directly. I will send you them. Just Dave at California-Country.com. And if you go to the show, look us up. We're going to be in the lobby. The California Country Show booth will be at the House of Blues on December 18th in Anaheim. Uh, interviewing acts, uh, just doing a bunch of goofy stuff for future shows. So come and say, hey, I'll have some swag for you from the California Country Show to check out. All right, next week is Orange County Power Trio Honey County. They've had an enormous 2019. It's craziness. They'll be right here in my North Hollywood rehearsal studio and doing a live song. Following that, you know, we release this thing every Monday in December. It's going to be Darcy Carlson, followed by Shayna G. It's Trailblazers, Women in Country Music, releasing every Monday in December on the California Country Show podcast. Man, that was a mouthful. Thank you for sticking around. My name is Just Dave. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful holiday season. I'll see you next Monday. Stand by for greatness, folks. It's happening. Follow the California Country Show online at california-country.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cal Country Show.